BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome into the award-winning Orange Zone podcast. I'm Tommy Sladek. This is Samantha Cross, and we have Brendan Hodges on the producer mic. A reminder, you can find every episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find every episode on our CMY Central YouTube page. New episodes are, for the most part, released Wednesday. We invite you to like, comment, and subscribe for more Orange Zone content. And we've already bragged multiple times about the Regional Morrow Award. New since last week, New York State Broadcasters Association awarding the Orange Zone for Best Podcast. Let's go. You, 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 you. Keep the train rolling, baby. Good job, team. Good Keep job, it team. cooking. Keep it cooking. We're 2 2 and all the way into the fall season because <laughs> coming up today is our Syracuse football way too early season preview. And we are doing this because, well, it's the summer. We're getting excited for football season. We already have the schedule laid out, we have some dates and times where to watch one game is in prime time so we'll be hitting on that we'll also be mentioning the su men's soccer team down at the white house very cool stuff and then jaheem hales with syracuse track and field making a big move and finishing very much near the top in the 110 meter hurdles and outdoor track and field at the ncaa so very exciting stuff all around but let's get right into it first off sam brendan how you guys doing Brendan, over to you. Oh, wow. Oh, I get to go first. Mm -hmm. I feel so special. I'm doing good, man. I enjoyed putting this episode together today. I, I really I did. I bet you did. No, I, I, I really did. Just because, you know, as I fixed my camera here, because there was a little green showing. Um, no, th there was – it was so much fun to do. I had this schedule from January. Mm -hmm. And I think we actually mentioned that the schedule came out in January, but we were in basketball mode. So exactly. Was, so I really that. got to go in depth with this and shred – Sam's alma mater's football team. Wow. Oh, just absolutely toasted them. And Ouch. honestly, I understand why. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, also... Sam, but it's FCS versus FBS. We'll get to that in a second, but I'm, I'm hyped. It is what it is. No apologies needed. Listen, I'm doing great. Mm -hmm. I went to a Syracuse Mets game over the weekend, and I have to say, always an interesting and exciting situation at those games. The team really isn't that good. At the same time, can you really blame them? Because all of their best players like Brett Beatty and Mark Vientos end up getting pulled up to the Mets. It's but a hard part of the minors, right? You know how I feel when I go to a Syracuse Mets game the way I honestly think about it? What? I almost think about it the same way when I go to gamble. Let's say I like the Turning Stone Casino. Okay. When you go to gamble, I the mindset I use is I kind of know I'm going to lose some money here. But... I'm almost like, if I win anything, that's a bonus. I'm just here for a good time. When I go exactly. to the Syracuse Mets game or even the New York Mets this year, for a matter of fact, I'm like, they're probably going to lose. But I'm here for a good time. And if they win, that's just a bonus. And do they didn't, need to they didn't a, win. Do we need to throw a disclaimer in here that we do not condone college athletes gambling um, in any way, shape, or form? College athletes. Sam is, Sam is Brendan, a are you woman. okay? We're a podcast about college athletics, and we're talking about gambling here. That's why I'm saying that. We're talking about legal gambling. This are you is, doing well, this bro? Isn't, this isn't our first, this isn't our first gambling run-in with I, you. I, I bro, am aware. call the fun police on this, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. you got to be kidding me I'm right now. With, especially with the NFL news that has been coming out about all these players getting like cracked down because 
because they're gambling on their team or on the NFL in their facilities. All right, you want a disclaimer? If you're a college athlete, don't gamble. Yes, you, you will get but, caught and but, you will be. But yeah. once you're past that and you're like, Sam, go Feel gamble. Free. Enjoy yourself on the blackjack floor. <laughs> I'm Enjoy just yourself saying, playing man. roulette. I don't want to ruin a college athlete's career. You, oh, you, my God. You ruined my buzz. That's yeah. what you ruined. Yeah. Next. Vi- vi- vibe killer you know from the Syracuse Tri- Mets game. <laughs> Trivia villain and vibe killer. That is my role on this show, and I accept it. We're just adding accolades to you. <laughs> Well, let's let's get to it. Uh, first recap of 2022. I don't want to spend too much time on last year because, we, again, we're looking ahead. But this team finished with a final record of seven and six. And yeah, a weird uh, seven and six. It was weird seven and six. It was that started off six and zero, oh, and then they, they then lost the next five games. They beat Boston College and Minnesota was a loss in the pinstripe bowl. And at this point, I just. <sighs> Getting to a bowl game to me is kind of the celebration. And to, unless you're doing like the college football playoff, like I just don't like spending time on it because, again, we didn't have Sean Tucker in there. We didn't have big time names not playing because they're looking ahead to the NFL. And I'm never going to tell them that they should be playing. But it's just, it's hard to evaluate bowl games at this point. And so I like to just kind of move on from it and not really get caught up in it. Agree. But off topic, and I just have to ask this. Okay. How would you guys feel about expanding the college football playoff? Oh, 100% in. 100% in. Isn't it like a for sure thing that it's happening? Yeah. The 12th? Yeah. On the, is it 20? It's not 2024, is it? I think it? it's five or six. 2025 or 2025? I, I, I'll check on that. Yeah, double check around. on that. But it, it, is, it is happening. But even past that. So I'm super excited about how, that. How many teams will be in it at that point? 12. A part of me feels like it should even be more than that. I don't know. I always just end up feeling kind of disappointed mm-hmm. with the bowl game. I know it's yeah. supposed to be a celebration, but yeah. I feel like people ultimately end up opting out anyway mm-hmm. because they're prioritizing themselves and their individual future, which I understand. Yeah. But I, doesn't it just sometimes feel kind of like wah, wah, wah? I think that more than 12 is kind of watering down the field a bit because you know those at least top eight are going to be in a semi like circle like they are the ones that are going to be competing anything beyond that you're getting a couple teams in there that really don't deserve to be i mean it is going to be 2024 by the way but i'm trying to think of who the top 12 were last year beyond those top four did did you think anyone really deserved to be in there that's the issue right and that's going to be the issue with the 12 team thing and kind of the only real con against it is the Ohio State's the georgias of the world Mm -hmm. when they're the one or two seed and they're playing the 11 and 12 at the start it's a blowout, and yes. it's just kind of you're already moving on from there. We've even had it in the years that Alabama and Georgia have been dominant, where the top when they're four, the it's one, been a blowout. and it's the one versus four, and it's <laughs> like this isn't even a game at all. So to me, yeah. that's like that's the only downside. I just think there's so much upside because it gives, especially a team like Syracuse or a team that's a group of five school, right, to actually get in there and leave a mark and not just those what ifs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because ultimately. There's so many teams in with the current format where if they have a loss, it's done. You know, if you're done. not that Georgia, Alabama, or Ohio State, and depending on what your schedule is, you have the loss, you're done. And that's insane to me. And it's insane. It's, it's tough to think that your season's just kind of done in that regard that you don't get a shot at the national championship. You know what? I'll take twelve for now. We'll see how it goes. Twelve has to be better than four. Oh, big time. Oh, it's it's going to be better. I we'll really, see if it gets bigger. I hope eventually they let teams play on their campuses if they've earned that higher seed. Just because I feel like a playoff atmosphere at an actual college campus would be something that people would want to go to. 
Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. Agree. Rather than putting it in just the various bowl scenarios, you only have so many bowls to go around. Use the New Year's Six for the quarterfinals, semifinals, mm-hmm. and then you have your own national championship and everything else is home team campuses. I think that'd be great. Okay. Yeah, money talks, though. All right, now let's look ahead to this 2023 schedule, which we know the list. We know what team they're playing, where, what day, but we are starting to get a trickle in of times and ultimately where to watch, and there's some excitement in there. But let's go through it week by week, and then we'll do a breakdown of each. So let's let's rattle it off. So, Sam, I'll hit the first six. You want to hit the last six? Is Giddy that perfect? Up. Okay. Giddy up. So we start off week one, home against Sam Crossan's Colgate Raiders. Week two will be home versus Western Michigan. Week three is at Purdue. Putting a little star next to that because I really am excited to talk about that one. Week four, home versus Army. Five is home versus Clemson. Let's go. And week six is at North Carolina. And at this point, we are in mid-October. Sam? Just want to say those mm-hmm. first six games – it's sticking out to me how many home games there are. I know we'll get to it, but that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Week seven at Florida State. Week eight, the bye. Mm-hmm. Week nine it's at Virginia spot, Tech. Yeah. Great spot. Week 10 versus Boston College. That's home. Week 11, we have Pitt at a neutral site. Yankee week Stadium. 12, Yankee Stadium. Week 12 at Georgia Tech. And then we got Wake Forest to round out the regular season. Okay. December 2nd, we go into that conference championship. Bowl season, December 16th to January 8th. Such a wide range. That's so weird still to me. It is very odd. Um, Ultimately, I think you want the later, the better. Same. Who knows? Uh, But at the surface level, as Brendan put down here in his notes, Syracuse will start the season, Sam said, with a heavy dose of home games, four out of their first five. Last year, they played five of their first six games at home as well. And ultimately, what does that tell you? It means they need to get out the gate strong Have to. and they need to pick up W's. And last year they did that. Except the back half just uh but all the more reason why they have to do that again. Oh. Why they have to stack those wins early. Maybe even more so than last year. Maybe even more so than last year. Why well, do you say that? Uh just because I feel like those are your opportunities, and I think some of these teams that are, they're playing really late, um, I just think could give them a lot of issues. And just with the way, you know what? I'll say this: until his, until history shows me otherwise, history tells that this team has a lot of injuries. And mm. until that changes, I can't help but look at November and October rolling around, and it's like a bunch of people on crutches and you know, like the old school <laughs> bandage, like head wrap out there trying to put a football team together. But week one, Syracuse versus Colgate. Colgate finished three and eight, two and four in the Patriot League. Brandon wrote Brandon wrote this is the Wagner game from last season. Brandon and that stings. Am I wrong? That's foul. Well I mean Wagner was the yeah. only FCS team they played last season. Wagner, uh, Colgate's the only FCS team Syracuse plays this season. No, I agree with you. I'm just messing around. That hurts. Yeah. It hurts, but I understand the comparison I know and the I'm not mad. I know the football play-by-play guy there. Like, I, I, he, he's not sugarcoating it either. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. Um, to me, is this going to be one of those games if it's not 52 to 14? Is Everyone's there going to be, be up in arms? Draws for concern. Again, week one, 
week one sometimes shows you stuff. Sometimes it doesn't. It's tough to really get a, a good feel in week one. But ultimately, you need to come out the gate. And this is a really important time to have the fans and the fan base and the community on your side. Because you come out the gate with a loss like that, and ultimately it's going to hurt you literally by the time week two rolls around because people are going to write you off because some of the fan base is just like that. Um, Separate note here, historically Syracuse has played Colgate more than all but two opponents, Pitt and Penn State. The Orange have won each of the past 16 meetings. They're going to win that game. They should I mean, win they're going to win that game. They should win that game. But I do think Colgate's going to be better than they were last year. So fair. let's see how they get it done in the Patriot League. Week two. Western Michigan. The Broncos come into the season with an all-new coaching staff, which doesn't bode well for them earning their first ever win against the Orange this time around. Their programs have only ever faced off twice, 2018 and 2019. Syracuse won in a high-scoring affair in each matchup. 2019 was 55-42, to 42, like cool but kind of wolf from a defensive effort. 2018, <laughs> Syracuse defeats Western Michigan 52-33. to 33. Uh, any thoughts on Western Michigan? Woof from a defensive Don't, Aren't they the ones that have – don't they have, like – I think all these Michigan teams, the directional schools, have yeah. colored turf for all their schools. So Eastern Michigan's green turf. Does Western Michigan have, like, brown turf? That actually honestly kind of rings a bell that they do. But we'll see. Ultimately, the first two, ga- the first two games here, they're must-win games. They really are. You can't are. lose them. But – what happens this time around every single year? An FCS opponent comes out and beats and beats a Power 5 team. So you can't say it can't happen, and you have to be on your absolute A game. I hear you. In no way are either of these teams that teams that you could just look over or look past mm-hmm. or you're just thinking about looking ahead to week three. In my opinion, it's just two great opportunities, two home opportunities to get the fan base behind you, to get the support you need, and to get the mental confidence that is necessary to enter this week three game, which is kind of the first big head honcho type feeling game that we see on the schedule. Big time. So week two, you write in as a W. I write that in as a Brandon, W. Brandon, you write it in as a W. I do. I actually have my full-on uh, season prediction. All right. Okay. All right. Excellent. Week three is – I'm already putting this game down. Forget, forget Clemson at home. This is, this is my star. This is my game of the year, and it's all because of the history of these two teams. What we saw in the Dome last year, Syracuse and Purdue in a shootout late, it was, it was beautiful football. It was beautiful football. There was craziness. We had kickoffs from the 10-yard line. It was, it was just one of the most ridiculous games, if not the most ridiculous, fun football game I've ever attended. Iconic. Iconic. Aiden O'Connell, Charlie Jones. Garrett Trader, Aronde Gadsden, it was a beautiful thing. And this one, as the people that make that are making the decisions at the highest level understand that they are expecting it to be like this again because it's in prime time on NBC at 7:30. So they very understood the moment, and that's what's exciting, honestly, about when we see that some of these times go out. To me, that feels like a compliment to these two teams is, and the effort and the sure. performance that they put on last year. Oh, big time. And not to mention, Purdue is such an interesting story because they finished 8-6. and six. They were 6-3 and three in the Big Ten, and they were the Big West, Big Ten West Division champs. So ridiculous that they ended up in that situation. But they're an exciting team. Syracuse is an exciting team at this point in the season. So we shall see. Also, the NBC thing, shout out NBC3, CMY Central. Um, that is a switch this year where Big Ten, I believe, was contracted with 
if I'm not mistaken, fully with Fox, Brendan. I believe and, that is correct, though. You've seen and a couple now of they're big... in now they're in like a mix of. I, I remember reading. I think they a have like some CBS stuff, some NBC stuff. They yeah. were on ESPN okay. quite a bit too. If like a big Big Ten game was coming up, like a Michigan Ohio State. Right. If it wasn't on Fox, it would be on ESPN. But NBC is new, and Big Ten will be having a primetime game. I think I believe it's called Big Ten primetime. By the way, these two teams are looking nothing like the teams that played last year. Because you mentioned Aiden O'Connell, Charlie Jones. Yeah. Both gone. New head coach for Purdue. I mean, the history of these teams is two games. One where Purdue blew out Syracuse and that close one last season. I'm just saying early indications. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Syracuse over Purdue handily in this one. But we'll see what happens when the season comes around. Handily. That'd be interesting. What's their quarterback situation? I did not look that far into it because this is a way too early preview. Yeah, and yeah. with spring ball just finishing up and fall ball coming up like in the next couple of months, I figure we wait until we actually get to that to figure yeah. that out. So do either of you want to give this a W or an L right now? I just for the a, sake of it? I gave it a W straight you gave up. gave it a W? W straight up. All right, I'll go the other way and just give it an L for the sake of just this series going back and forth. Um, week four, Syracuse versus Army. Love this game. Black Knights, six and six, as he welcomes our Army to the Dome for Military Appreciation Day. It's the first time in nearly, nearly 30 years these interstate foes have taken a field across from each other that alone might have Brendan snagging a ticket to go watch. That's big. Brendan, Hodges, why do you love this game? Hodges I, in the Dome. I, the reason is the line below it, if Tommy wants to read that. No, you go ahead and read it. From a football nerd's point of view, this will probably be one of the bigger tests SU's run mm. defense faces all year, seeing as that Army almost like exclusively runs the ball. They are the pick, out of, they are the pick out of conference that I think has the best chance to beat Syracuse. Okay. So well, you put that as? Puts that I put as it as a win for Syracuse, but I'm just saying it's the pick that I would make to upset them. Then okay. I would put it as an L. I would, I would put, put it, it as an L. L. Well, look, I have like my – when I did this, I put down my first feeling about the game, and then yeah. I said, but if things go right, this could happen. So, like, mm. you'll see with this next game, I also have a very interesting take on it. Okay. The Clemson game. Yes. All right. Well, here we go. Week five, Clemson. Um, it, this was, the, this was the, the, the beginning of the end for the Syracuse football season was that game at Clemson, a game in which they were leading, if I'm not mistaken, 21 to 10 at halftime. Mm-hmm. And ultimately lost twenty-seven to twenty-one. That one hurt. There's, uh, I don't even know if we, fans. Uh, no one really wants to go into that game right now. We can do it another day. But this is Syracuse back at home. They're not in Death Valley anymore. And it says on here, luckily for Syracuse, the last time they defeated Clemson was at home when their starting quarterback wore number two. It says, do you remember his name, Tommy? And it was Eric Dungy. No, it wasn't. Wait, what? When Cl- Clemson's number two, Tommy. Oh, and Clemson's number did, two. Did you? Yes. Um, so Cade Klubnick was the guy who came in on relief in that uh, game last year. Yeah, DJU yeah. got pulled because he kept throwing the ball yes, high. Yes. Don't look it up. No, I'm not looking it up. I'm but not looking Cade it up. Cade Klubnick wears number two. The last time Syracuse beat Clemson was at home when, when Clemson's starting quarterback wore number two. Was it? This was a trivia question earlier in the year. Dwayne Haskins? No, he went to Ohio State. Oh, God. He got hurt in that game, too. Got hurt, number two. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to hate myself because he went to the NFL. No, he didn't. All right, then I'm going to hate myself even more. Who is it? Kelly Bryant. Yeah, because he transferred to Missouri. Missouri after that. Okay. 
Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. All right, moving on. Didn't get that right. North Carolina, Syracuse, <laughs> North Carolina, week six. Um, Tar Heels, Tar Heels will, they have Drake May coming back, right? Yeah. And that's the issue here because this offense on paper is going to be awesome. The last time these two teams played, uh, the last time they played, it was a blowout. It was the a blowout. It wasn't that. pretty. We'll see by then. Honestly, I think the latter half of this season, we'll just do a little bit. Like, I don't think we need to really fully break it down because there's just going to be so much that's different by then. Week 7, Syracuse at Florida State. The last time they were down there, Syracuse lost on a field goal. It was brutal. They shouldn't have lost that game. The whole bang, shebang, whatever. Week 8, Syracuse on their bye. Great spot for that. Awesome spot. Can't wait for that breather already. Especially in the middle of a (laughs) – especially when you have three road games. Aren't you you thinking even as a broadcaster, like, that's an amazing spot for a bye? It's it's just a good week for that. Week 9, Syracuse at Virginia Tech. The last time Syracuse was down in Blacksburg, a very, very memorable Garrett Schrader to Damian Alford uh, winning TD. So hopefully we see another one of those. Enter Sandman. And our Sam at week 10, Syracuse at Boston College. The Orange were able to snap that losing streak last year and take down the Eagles. That's so, at home, I think, right? Uh, yeah, sorry. Syracuse versus Boston College at home. Week 11, Syracuse versus Pitt at Yankee Stadium. Mm. Uh, it's celebrating a centennial anniversary of the first game ever held at the venue, which was Syracuse and Pittsburgh football-wise, right? That's what we mean by that? Uh, yeah, I believe yeah. so, yeah. yeah. So, Real quick, quick yep. pause on week 11. Sure. How do you guys feel about the at Yankee Stadium? Uh, at first I was like, sweet. And then I was like, oh, it's taking away a home game. Mm, that's a bummer. Was it taking away a home game, though, or was it like, is it taking away a trip? to pit i guess they went syracuse to is the year. home game in in if they are the they are the first name mentioned because so they, they are, went to pit last year because they went been, to pit okay, last year yeah. should have been coming back but then again you know with wake forest they've had uh their series has sometimes been like two or three games at syracuse and two or three away so you, you never really know with that i didn't really make a note to look that up beforehand but um we'll see We'll see. That pit game last year, Sam and I were there. Ugliest game. One. Thank goodness I was shooting because I was so focused that it didn't really give me time to fully process how bad of a game it did was. Did Schrader play in that game? Or Schrader was did it? not play. That yeah. was that was a decoy. He was warming up a bit, but it was yep. it was um uh was it Carlos Del Rio? It was Carlos Wilson? Del Rio Wilson. He did not have a good game. But he seems to have won the backup position this year, so we shall see. Um, that Syrac- was the weirdest game of the whole year. Yeah, it really was. Bad, 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 bad. Week twelve, Syracuse at Georgia Tech. Yellow Jackets finished five and seven last year. They fired their coach, Jeff Collins. So we'll see what's next for Georgia Tech. And week thirteen is Syracuse versus Wake Forest. Like I mentioned, I feel like it's always at the dome against Wake Forest. Um, At Perry is going pro. Thank goodness. Sam Hartman at Notre Dame. Sam Hartman at Notre Dame. This is going to be a very different Wake Forest team. But then again, I believe in their coaching staff. It wouldn't be surprised if they are uh, a very competitive team by this point. 
So, brings us up to producer Brendan's trivia. This week's trivia is brought to you by the 2023 Syracuse football schedule, specifically their success against certain opponents. Best of luck to all who dare to participate. Thank you, Brendan, for that note. Let's get after it. In case you guys are wondering, I have SU going 7-5 and five this season. Okay, 7-5. And, and we can go, I'll go over those That's frustrating. when we get back to yeah. the actual fall. Anyway, since the year 2000, that was a great song, wasn't it? The year 2000. Mm-hmm. Out of mm-hmm. opponents mm-hmm. on their 2023 schedule, how who has Syracuse beaten the most, beaten the least, and been beaten the most by? Ooh. Okay, so three, three part questions. So we'll start with the first Say one. Say it so again. Since the year 2000, turn of the century, who, out of all the opponents on Syracuse's 2023 schedule, has SU beaten the most? That's the first part. Boston College. Sam, do you have an answer? Well. Wait, you said since a specific since year? Since 2000. The year 2000. Ooh. I, I want to say I'm just going to randomly go with Colgate because of how many you said that they won. That's a good point. One of you is right. It is Tommy, Boston <gasps> College. The last time Syracuse played Colgate, I think, was – well, I had a post-it with all of them. They've beaten Colgate twice since, Just the, in year the, last, that's since co- the year 2000. Okay, so then See, all those They've beaten earlier. Boston College nine times. That is kind of shocking. That's shocking that they've only played Colgate twice. Well, it's not that they – No, no, no. They've since, played well, them I know, 16. I know. But, like, that's been twice since 2000? That's what I wasn't sure about. Well, they've won, the last, they've won the last 16. They've only played them twice since the year 2000. They've that's shocking. And I believe the other – they were both somewhat recently, so they must yeah. have not scheduled the, them at um, all in the 2000s. The all-time series I was looking on Cuse's website, it's tied. Because they played since, like, 1891. Yeah. It's 31 to 31. I love that. I love that. Anyway. Right, next question. Which team has SU beaten the least – since the year 2000. Okay. Clemson? You're going right after it, aren't you? Hmm. So, here's my thought on this. Clemson really didn't start until in just the last 10 years. Uh, because that's when Syracuse joined the ACC. Whereas, you look at a team like Virginia Tech... And if I'm not mistaken, Syracuse and Virginia Tech battled during the Big East days. But they've also now battled in the ACC days. But they've gotten a few wins against them. So it's kind of like... Clemson, I believe, if I, if I have this right... You're on a ripper, so <sighs> let it rip. Send it, Tommy. I'm going to go... Uh, no, I don't like that. I did, I did not like that. I did not like that. That makes me feel like it's wrong. Could it be? Well, I don't have an to answer from you yet. I have an think. answer from Sam. All right. All right. Let's go with Virginia Tech. Tommy, would you turn to week four and tell me what that first paragraph says? Oh, man. This stings. <laughs> His villain's coming out right now. It's, you, it's the first time in nearly 30 years. Week four. Yeah. It's the first time in nearly 30 years they've played. That means they haven't played since 2000. since 2000, which means they haven't beat them since 2000. I said Virginia Tech. That's not right. It's Army. The answer is Army. 
Oh, that is messed up. That is messed up. You haven't played them. You haven't beaten them. Wow. You, could, you could call it a trick question if you want to, but hey. That's dirty, oh, yeah. dirty, but, but. That's but, just my job here, But right? warranted. Okay, next one. And I one. even knew. You, I, re, I, like, I, I was thinking, like, I remember that he said since 2000. I forgot about that. Dirty play, but we expect it. <laughs> that, is, that is dirty. And we enjoy it. That was uh, messed that's up. That's my job. Anyway, uh, what team has beaten Syracuse the most since the year 2000? Added those on the schedule. Hmm. Currently, Tommy leads one nothing. Though I should deduct a point for that last answer. I'm I'm going to go Clemson again. I think th I think that's a good bet. It's been at least. That's a good bet. Which means it's probably wrong, but I'm still gonna do it. Um. I'm looking at the notes. <laughs> it's, this one's not in the notes. I can tell you that for a fact. I, I feel like they have not fared well against UNC. But again, maybe Virginia Tech is in there because of the Big East days. Uh, but it could be Florida State. I feel like you should go Virginia Florida Tech State. again. I don't know. You think you'll regret it? I think so. Okay. For, but... Come on, Tommy. Looking for redemption. Actually, <laughs> we're looking for redemption. I'm staying with it. I'm staying with it. Virginia Tech and you're staying Clemson? So the, the methodology was right for Tommy. The team is wrong. Oh. You want to know another team that played in the Big East with Syracuse that's on their schedule this year? Oh, Pittsburgh. The Pitt Panthers. No way. They have beaten SU 18 times in wow. the century 2000. I think I did know that. That's absurd. That is absurd. Man, okay. All right, good work. Good work. Nice job. Thank you. W for Brandon. As always. W for – no, no, not as always. Not as always. <laughs> not when Moten's here. Let's, That's let's one wrap, guy. Let's wrap this thing up. Men's soccer, they were uh, in D.C. for College Athletes Day on Tuesday, so that was really cool. Congratulations to Ian McIntyre's Monday, team. Though. Monday, um, though. Hopefully we have him – oh, Monday. Sorry, what's today? Tuesday. Um, or this is coming out Wednesday. Um, Hopefully we have Coach McIntyre on this summer. I think he'd be a really interesting interview. We'd totally love to have agree. him on the set. And then track and field had a few Syracuse players or athletes, I should say, that were able to make the NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships. And Jaheim Hales won 10-meter hurdles, set a new personal record in the final, and finished just .04 seconds behind the national champion. It was a great race. So congratulations to Jaheim. Made the podium. We'd love to see it. There we go. There we go. Um, that's it. Any last thoughts? That is the Orange Zone Podcast. Thanks okay. for joining us. She's stealing your thunder, Tommy. Take it, take it away, Sam. Take it away. That is the Orange Zone Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to like and subscribe on all of our platforms. We will see you all next week. Peace.